Hey guys, welcome to the number 229 ever episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn, and today we are back with another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. In today's episode, we are going to be recapping the Wizards' past two victories, one over the Orlando Magic and one last night in a very tight matchup at Dallas against the Mavericks before before previewing their matchup um, at Houston against the Rockets uh, tonight. And then also kind of break down in the middle Spencer Dinwiddie's comments on his former team and Kyle Kuzma's absolutely amazing response. It's going to be a fun episode. Subscribe, follow, share, view, and let's get into this. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Wiz Talk with Chase. I am Chase Coburn. So let's start off here by recapping this Wizards uh, versus Magic game. It was at home. One of the uh, they're going on a five-game road trip now, so one of the, basically their final home game uh, for a little bit. And this game was basically carried by the guy that is no longer a Washington Wizard, Rui Hachimura. He had 30 points, five rebounds, two blocks, 13 to 22 shooting, three of five from three, plus 20. Again, really off the bench, was a very impactful player. Who knew that would be his last night as a Washington Wizard? Uh, then you've got Kyle Kuzma, uh, average, uh, putting up 25. 10 and 6 with a plus 19 decent efficiency. Porzingis did get hurt in the middle of the game, and this is big because it looks like he's going to be out for at least two weeks. The Wizards are hoping they could get it back in two weeks, but it could be close to three or maybe even more. He did finish with 17 points and six rebounds. Something that I saw from Bradley Beal in this game and then against the Mavericks, too, was that. He's not leading the team in scoring, but he's doing exactly what his team needs while shooting very efficiently. Kuzma's been taking the load scoring-wise. There have been other players, like last night we'll talk about the Mavericks, that have been kind of taking that scoring load. Beal will do his part, give up, put put up his 17, 4, and 8 assists, which is huge, uh, while shooting 50% from the field and making um, 66.7% of his three-point shots. So the point is, Beal may not be, and it's it's not worth $251 million, his role, but he may not have to be the, the superstar guy. Some games he's going to have to be, and we'll talk about that in a little bit. But in this game, he played his role perfectly, and the key thing here was three-point shooting. Right, the Wizards shot amazingly from three-point range. In fact, there were only two, uh, yeah, only two players that attempted three-point shots for the Wizards that shot under sixty uh, percent or under, um, under like you know, under league average from three, which I thought was very interesting. You know, they really had great three-point shooting, fifty-two point nine percent from that area, and they just really played a great overall game. The Magic didn't really have an answer. Markel Fultz did everything he could. Franz Wagner did everything he could. The game was close for a little bit. But the Wizards really led the entire game, and they just kind of pulled away with the victory. It was a nice team victory. Um, it was weird to see Rui play his last game. Uh, but, oh, another key thing I do want to mention here before we move on to the next game. 
DeLon Wright has been playing incredible basketball in this matchup at 15 points, 8 assists. Just really great matchup, playing great defensively. He didn't miss a shot, period. And then Daniel Gafford also has 10 points, I think, in his last 14 games. Has double-digit points in 10 of his last 14 games. He had 14, 8, 2, and 1 in this matchup while shooting 75% from the field and making all, both of his free throws. Um, Really good game by the Wizards of the World. Really, overall, they didn't have a guy that really messed up that was doing something bad for them. It was honestly just a great team win uh, by the Wizards. But then I thought, oh, for sure they're going to lose against the Mavericks, right? A team like Dallas, just over 500, but, you know, you got a team like Luka Doncic. You know, again, overall great team. You guys know the Mavericks. No. The Wizards came into Dallas and upset the Mavericks. And to be completely honest, they kind of controlled it the entire game. They kind of led early. The men, the Mavericks, came back, led by a few buckets. But the entire game, the Wizards were either staying in it or really controlling the game. And to be honest, they controlled the game for most of, of the time of the game. However, the Mavericks just have enough talent where they can make a quick run and boom, just like that, they got the lead. But the Wizards really controlled the game for almost the entire game. And it was because of Kyle Kuzma. He finished with 30 points. His efficiency could have absolutely been better, but he made a big free throw at the end of the game. And uh, yeah, he played well. Uh, Bradley Beal, before turning it over, one of the final possessions, which was not good, really was playing good basketball, made, I think he had like seven points in the fourth quarter or something like that. Finished with 22 points and four assists, decent efficiency. Uh, For Beal, again, kind of played his role. Um, in this game, you know, Kendrick Dunn did not get some a lot of time in his first game as a wizard. However, Denny Avdia, unbelievable from Denny Avdia. You know, they, they get rid of one ninth overall draft pick. The other ninth overall draft pick steps up. Avdia, I think game of the year probably, 15 points, 10 rebounds, was playing incredible defensively down the stretch. He was guarding the team's best player, and, you know, but on the play, you know, you guys may forget the end of the game. Maybe it's good DeLon Wright got the stop. The play before that, though, it was deflected out of bounds off right, which took about a second and a half off the clock. They had Avdia guarding Luka. Like, they really have trust in Avdia defensively. They had him close the game, and I think that was uh, showed here in this matchup. And then DeLon Wright, again, putting up double-digit points. Six assists, no turnovers, good efficiency. And then Corey Kispert kind of stepping up into the starting lineup where the Wizards ran a three-guard rotation, which is very interesting. Um, I wonder how they are going to play that uh, when... Um, when Porzingis comes back, because how I don't know how they're going to really maneuver that lineup. You know, I'm sure they'll just take Kispert out, but very interesting. You run three guards, and then you have Kuzma and Gafford elsewhere. But, you know, basically, yeah, Kispert runs a small forward, puts a 14-7, decent efficiency. You know, Monte Morris. Monte Morris always does his job, but he did get hurt, and it looks like he is doubtful for this game. But, again, another game with no turnovers, or limited turnovers, I should say. But this game specifically, he had no turnovers. Overall, it's just a great game. I mean, when you look at the Mavericks side of things, of course, Luka is going to put up 41 and 15 because, he's one, he's Luka. And then the second thing is that superstars always use uh, – nice. I won't say always. I will say always raise their play when they go against the Wizards. You know, usually superstars do superstar things, and then when they go against the Wizards, they kind of take their game to the next level. At least I've seen this season with guys like Steph Curry, Anthony Davis, Giannis, Jokic. Now Luka is just a lot of examples. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it still was not enough – 
to get the job done, and the Wizards did secure a victory. Something I would watch out for is Daniel Gafford. I uh, did have a good game overall, 9.7 rebounds, made most of his shots, positive plus-minus, a block. But watch out, he was not playing amazing defense on Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell got a lot of open looks. He was missing, like, layups and stuff. Dwight Powell um, did not have his finest game. I mean, he did have 22 points, but there were points in the game where, and that shows also Gafford's defense in this game. It wasn't incredible. But there were points in the game where he really was struggling. Uh, Dwight Powell to get the ball in the basket, and if Gafford would have played a little better defense, this game may have not been uh, as close as it was. So just watch out for that. He's usually a good defender. He overall had a good game, but I would just you know watch out for that a little bit um, because you know again usually a good defender just kind of struggled in this game, so it's kind of something that caught my eye. And then I'm also curious to see how the Wizards run this forward rotation. Not only got rid of Ruby Hachimura and uh, Porzingis is hurt. I know they did what uh, Will Barton and Anthony Gill, and I do expect that to continue uh, tonight against the Rockets. But real quick, I want to talk about um, the Spencer Dinwiddie Kyle Kuzma thing. If you know, if you're a Wizards fan, you probably know about this. Basically, Spencer Dinwiddie took a shot at his old team and. Not only that, but, like, this guy was not just a wizard. Like, he was a guy that had a lot of expectations for the Wizards last year. Really wasn't that good for the locker room. Didn't really seem like a team player in Washington. And then ended up requesting a trade. He was on the logo, if you guys forget, of Wiz Talk with Chase. This was the guy on the logo, and this is what he had to say about the team that was on the logo, about the go-to source for all things Wizards. And he said this after the game, probably acting like a sore loser, um, if you read it. And I'll read it for you guys. And basically he said, the, as for the Wizards, they're they're not playing nothing for real. It's a showcase. They're over there trying to get paid, not trying to play winning basketball. For a team that has real aspirations, an MVP, went to the conference finals last year, we have to be better. Basically saying, oh, they should beat the Wizards. This isn't a team that wins. And I think Kyle Kuzma's response was the best response you could possibly say in that situation. And Kuzma retweeted that tweet when someone said that and said, the funny thing is, they don't play winning basketball with a bunch of clown, like, you know, funny emojis. And if you can be honest, it's true. Like, shout out to Kuzma for doing that, man. Because, like, he really, like, that's a team leader kind of thing. Like, yes, you show, like, championship experience and other things. But, like, that's, like, yes. Like, good job, Kuzma. What a response. That's how you stick up. An old teammate like that, that's how you stick up for your team. You know, when, when someone's taking a shot at your team, you need your veteran, the guy that has experience in the postseason. You need that guy to step up and be really impactful and kind of be that team leader and stick up for your team. And that's exactly what he did. So shout out to Kuzma for one, um, make it responding, period, and kind of being that team leader. And then number two, with his response. I think the best response um, someone could possibly ever have. But the Wizards have now won three straight games. Yesterday was no Porzingis, no problem. Will that continue is the next question as they do play the Houston Rockets tonight. On the injury report, Porzingis is out, as I did mention, and then Monte Morris is doubtful for the matchup. Uh, as for the Rockets, Jabari Smith Jr. is questionable, and Kevin Porter Jr. is out. And watch out for that last time. I don't know if it was the last time, but the last uh, one of the, I think the most memorable game between the Wizards and the Rockets over the past few years was when Kevin Porter Jr. knocked down that game winner last year. Not going to have a chance to do it again in this year at starting lineups. For the Wizards, if Monte Morris doesn't play, I expect Alon Wright to take that starting lineup role um, alongside Bradley Beal, Corey Kispert. Maybe Denny Avdia, depending on how he played last night. Uh, again, that would be interchangeable, him and uh, him and Kispert. And then uh, Kyle Kuzma and Daniel Gafford. But if DeLon Ray has to move up to the starting lineup, expect to see some play from Kendrick Nunn for the first time in his Washington Wizard 
career. As for the Houston Rockets, their starting lineup is going to probably look something like Jayshon Tate running the offense as they really don't have a true backup point guard alongside Jalen Green. Eric Gordon, Jabari Smith, if he does play. If not, I expect Kenyon Martin Jr. to move into that spot, or maybe Tara Eason. And then Alperen Sangoon does run the center spot. We will talk about Sangoon um, in a minute. My prediction, I have the Wizards getting a W in this matchup, 120-111, to 111, starting off with my Coburn's catch. And I think the Wizards will win this game because of their bench scoring. It sounds crazy because the Wizards have had amazing scores that are starters, like Bradley Beal and Kyle Kuzma, of course, Porzingis, but he's not playing. However, the Rockets' starting lineup actually averages just 0.4 less points per game than the Wizards' starting lineup, according to Chase's Sports News, but averages 2.5 less points per game off the bench. Not to mention the Wizards have the third most efficient bench team in the NBA, shooting 48.4% from the field, and that the Rockets will have to use quality bench players in their starting lineup because of their injuries, especially if Jabari Smith is out. They're going to have to move Jay Sean Tate and then maybe Kenyon Martin into that starting lineup, two of their key uh, backup rotational players. So just really something to watch out for as well, since they're not going to—they're going to be without some of their key bench players. Surprising statement, and this is surprising. I don't think Kyle Kuzma will lead the Wizards in scoring in this matchup because this is surprising because you know he's been leading the team in scoring over his past few games, and averaging 25, 30 really been playing uh, great basketball. He will not lead the team in scoring tonight. Over their past 10 games, the Rockets have averaged just 18.7 points per game allowed to power forwards, according to Chase's Sports News, despite going against the likes of Julius Randle, Larry Markin, and Christian Wood. I do want to say here real quick before we do move on, Larry Markin did have a really good performance, like over 40-point performance against the Rockets. However, overall, they've been playing really well against every other power forward. And, you know, Kuzma, of course, can score the ball and can have a good game like Larry Markin did, but I don't think he'll do score the ball as amazingly as he usually does. Again, he does not lead the team in scoring. Still, it's a good game, uh, just not to the Kuzma standards we've seen over the past few games. Spread time, the Wizards are two-point favorites. Over-under is 232 and a half. Um, I would pick the under. I have 231 points in my matchup, and I would pick the Wizards. I have them winning by nine. My spread, I would have the Wizards as three-and-a-half-point favorites with the over-under also being 232 and a half. I think that makes a lot of sense. Still the under, still the Wizards. Fantasy Outlook, I have Bradley Beal getting 50 to 55 fantasy points in this matchup. I have Alpred Sengu getting 45 to 55 fantasy points. I have Kyle Kuzma getting 45 to 50 fantasy points, and I have Jalen Green getting 40 to 45 fantasy points. What punctuation do you put on that percentage? And I think that ESPN giving the Wizards a 53.8% chance of winning makes a ton of sense. Because the Wizards should be favored for the sole reason that they're just a better team. But they shouldn't be favored by too much. And that's exactly what this percentage is saying. Because Houston has a talented team, like guys like Jalen Green, Alfred Sagoon, and the Wizards are on the road in a back-to-back without two of their key starters. Again, that includes if Monte Morris is out, which he most likely is, and then Porzingis. So I'd give this percentage a period. I think it makes a lot of sense to have them favor, but because of all the other components I just mentioned, it should be a close game. I think it will be a close game. I think the Wizards, the reason for my scores, I think they'll kind of pull away with a few minutes left to go in the fourth, but I think for, throughout the entire game will be a very good basketball game. Who you got? It's actually not last but not least. I'll talk about that. But who you got? And I think Bradley. I think it's going to be Bradley Beal. I think he will have a great game tonight. The Rockets don't really have defensive guards to guard Beal. I guess Jay, Jay Sean Tate, but he's not really a guy that can 
guard Beal, if that makes sense. And if Kuzma is being contained, like I am predicting, Beal will have to step up and score the ball more, which I think he will. And we, we, we've seen him score the ball like this before just a few years ago, and I think he has a great game to help the Wizards win by putting the ball in the hoop. I think he finishes with 25 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal, 0 blocks, 10 of 18 field goal shooting, that's 55.5%. From the field, 2 of 5 from 3, that's 40% from 3, and um, 3 for 3 from the line, that is 100% from the free throw line with a 50-40, 100 game, forget 50-40-90. I think he'll have just 2 turnovers and be a key part of the Wizards' victory. Last but not least, and I'm not sure if this segment is going to stay, I'm trying it out, let me know if you guys like it, and I just basically did it for this matchup, I just thought of it off the top of my mind, matchup of the day, and I think that is between Alperen Sangoon and Daniel Gafford, that's the matchup of the day to me, between the two centers, and because Sangoon is the much better overall player, I think most NBA fans can agree. He can run an offense with passing, handling, shooting, etc. But Gafford is a much better defender and a better paint player with more players to get him the ball. There's guys like Monte Morris, even DeLon Wright can pass the ball. Kyle Kuzma Kyle Kuzma has been showing some passing ability. Beal when he passes the ball is an amazing passer. So you know what I mean? Like he he has guys that can get him the ball in great situations, unlike Sangoon. He still has players, but not to the same extent as Washington. However, defensively, he did not look good, as I mentioned earlier, Daniel Gafford, against Dwight Powell, and he got very lucky by Powell missing a lot of makeable shots. So I'm very curious to see who wins this matchup, because if Sangoon really has a good game, it just makes that Porzingis loss much more important uh, than the Wizards thought it may have been, like, last night. But, yeah, I mean, very something interesting to think about. I was not expecting to be talking about Daniel Gafford struggling defensively or not being confident in him defensively, but that may be just because of his last night's performance and just, you know, that it was kind of concerning me. But if he steps it up here, don't worry. I'll be like, don't worry, guys. Daniel Gafford's back. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, review. It was a longer one. Uh, there were some cool facts in here. We also did talk about, you know, that Spencer Dinwiddie, Kyle Kuzma thing. Shout out to Kyle Kuzma. I just don't think, you know, as a guy who was a former player of the team, it's just not a good look on Spencer Dinwiddie's part, you know. It's different to leave the organization, not be good in the locker room, but then call out that team later. He just doesn't really look like a veteran, you know, a guy that's been in this league for a long time like he has been. I just think it was a really bad look on his part, and I think a really bad look for the Mavericks as well because it's trying to make them to be this great team. And as Kuzma was saying, they're not really winning right now. They're one game over 500. So, you know, just really uh, something interesting to think about. The Wizards do have a five-game road trip now, but they are very winnable games. I don't have the schedule in front of me, but if you guys look, I think they're playing the Pistons, the Rockets. There are very winnable games in this road trip. And if they can, you know, only have one more loss in this road trip, they could really get to a point where they could really start competing and playing great basketball for a playing spot. Hope you guys did enjoy this episode. If you did, subscribe, follow, share, view. Again, this was a longer one, but I hope you guys um, did enjoy. Again, shout out to Kyle Kuzma. Not shout out to Spencer Dinwiddie. Shout out to the Wizards. No Porzingis, no problem last night. But can they continue it against the Rockets? I hope so. Again, hope you guys did enjoy. Subscribe, follow, share, view. And of course, as always, I'll see you next time. Peace.